Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, everybody. It is Sunday, August 20th, and you know what that means. It is time for the High Risk Wrestling Podcast. Yes, it is me. I have not quit. It's Jeremy Pierce. Welcome, welcome, one and all. As always, you know you can check me out on the socials, Charismatic Creations on Facebook, um, and YouTube, Charismatic underscore Creations 52, on Instagram with a 215 on Twitter, spelled out. Don't forget the coffee and Patreon pages as well. So first things first, I'm having some technical difficulties. Um, so the 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 next probably week or two are going to be really stripped back. Um, I'm I'm having some issues with something, and I need to get it worked out as soon as possible. It's kind of putting me on the verge of tears, actually. Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to get it all worked out. But I'm still going to bring you a show that just be maybe a little bit late and definitely stripped back. But today's show, um, Impact Wrestling, the real forbidden door. I'm actually going to the Impact New Japan show tonight, which starts in a couple hours, actually. Uh, Multiverse United 2, for whom the bell tolls at the legendary 2300 Arena. And listen, for all the talk about the forbidden door, we really forget just how important and just how much work impact has been doing with the forbidden door but we're gonna get into that a little bit later but for now you know what's next so just go on and hit my now you know we get it going with the list and this list right here for this episode is for me the five best impact Forbidden Door moments. And number five, we got to go with the Triple Revolver match. Now, if you don't know what the Triple Revolver is, the Triple Revolver match is essentially a triple threat gauntlet match. So we start with the Triple Threat match. And then once one person gets eliminated, someone else comes on. So on and so forth until we have a winner. The second Triple Threat triple of Revolver took place at Victory Road uh 2022 and it featured wrestlers from AEW, impact new japan and triple a so for at the time this is at the time so for impact we had kenny king trey miguel and me and Yim. from triple a we had laredo kid and black taurus from new japan we had alexane and yuya yamara and from AEW we had frank azarian now look what a year makes frank azarian is back in impact Mia Yim is in the WWE, and Black Taurus is now, and Black Taurus and Yu Yamura are now both a part of the Impact roster. But this was fun. It was a fun, fun event, fun, fun moment. Number four, Jonah versus Okada. Now, yes, the, the, the man known as Bronson Reed had a nice little stint, albeit not very long, in Impact Wrestling, and he was going by Jonah. He was part of TMDK with Bad Dude Tito and Shane Hayes, who you uh, may remember as uh, Shane Thorne, also in the WWE. But on August 7th, 2022, Jonah took on Okada in the G1. And guess who won that match? Jonah and it was a phenomenal match and for for the better part of that for the rest of that year um he would face Okada in a bunch of tag matches part of the um burning spirit tag event going back and forth and he fought Okada 
a number of times. And finally, his last match with Okada was, was October 10th, 2022, and a losing effort. But he's got many, many, many wins. And, man, that's a notch on your cap if I ever, ever thought there would be one. Number three, Deanna Peraza versus Rock. C. Now, you may not know this. You may not know this, but the the young lady known as Roxanne Perez is a former Ring of Honor Women's Champion. She is what we like to call the prodigy. And she fought Deanna Peraza, who was... Uh, the current, who was at that time the knockout champion, and, she, and, and Deanna was on a roll. She was the, I believe she was the AAA Rana de Reina's champion as well. And she ended up defeating um, Roxy once, twice. She defeated her for the Impact Knockout Championship, retaining her. Then she defeated Roxy for the Ring of Honor Women's championship becoming a triple champion this was really good it was really fun and diana had elevated herself and roxy while young you saw that she had it she's got the talent and you know how much i love women's wrestling this was such a fantastic match and boy i just it's their their second match eclipsed their first match and the future is just bright especially for Roxanne but and we know what Deanna has been putting forth number two Kenny Omega the belt hunter who (laughs) who can remember during the pandemic of Kenny Omega just having all of these championships just having a bunch of championships he was the triple a champion he was the uh AEW world champion he was the Impact World Champion. And what he did here with the Good Brothers, with Don Callis, look how much time changes. He helped get eyeballs on um, Impact Wrestling, taking on Rich Swan, who was having this really, really um, amazing run as champion. He was putting on some excellent, excellent work and... Being able to go one-on-one with Rich Swan to win the championship was great. Then, Kenny lost the championship to Christian Cage. They headlined a pay-per-view. I believe they headlined all out. And then on an episode of Rampage, Christian defeated Kenny for the championship. Kenny Omega, just one of the goats. And number one, for me, this is important. Mickey James in the Royal Rumble as the knockouts champion. Listen, I was watching SmackDown, right? And when this was announced, I'm like, this is this is a mistake. Well, hold on. Mickey James in the Royal Rumble. She's, she's like, I'm back wrestling right now. I'm like, this is, this is wrong. Went online. Oh, snap. Mickey James is going to be in the Royal Rumble. And of course. Her uh, countdown comes, and all you hear is hardcore country. And here's Mickey James, the knockout champion in the Royal Rumble. She got her her, uh, her revenge 
on Michelle McCool. She was excellent. She was awesome. It was a thing of beauty. It was a true thing of beauty. And I was very, very happy to see Mickey James not only get treated better than she did before, but help bring. Listen, I'm going to keep this short. I'm going to keep this sweet. Christian Cage, Cage, <laughs> Christian Cage has been a big, big part of Impact Wrestling's history. He could, you could probably make a case for him to be on the Mount Rushmore of Impact Wrestling. He has done a lot for the company, and since we're talking about the Forbidden Door, he main evented, I want to say, All Out um, against Kenny Omega. And at the time, he was new in AEW and earlier only a few weeks before he had just defeated he had just defeated Kenny for the Impact World Championship and it was a good way this was during the pandemic it was a good way to get Kenny Omega a loss and keep Kenny strong and it was great. It was, it was, it was actually pretty awesome. And that part of the Forbidden Door, so Kenny could focus, you know, on AEW, and Christian could now focus on Impact, and it just worked. It just, it just helped. And now, Christian Cage is doing this thing once again, and it's great to have such an important part of wrestling history from both companies, killing it. What is the Forbidden Door? The Forbidden Door is a term in professional wrestling when one wrestler of another promotion comes to another promotion that's not there. So um, think actually currently right now with with AEW and the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Their crossover show with New Japan. It's a fun thing and it's fun to even have the fantasy booking because we would love to you know see AEW versus WWE um, uh, uh, Ring of Honor versus MLW so on and so forth and and I love it I'm going to the uh, New Japan Impact Wrestling show tonight or I'm going so where did it start kind of for me with Impact? Well, it started with, I believe, when Moose took on Okada. You had an Impact wrestler versus a New Japan wrestler at a Ring of Honor show. <laughs> Wild, right? We even um, had something more recently with Ric Flair's retirement match. That was AEW, um, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, AAA, New Japan. That's That was a real forbidden door uh, right there. But it's great. And it's great that, 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 that Impact is able to do something like this. They've been the true forbidden door. 
I I don't know how you could tell me any differently. They've worked with New Japan. They've worked with Ring of Honor. They've worked with AEW. They've worked with AAA. Pretty sure they've worked with CMLL. And they've worked with the WWE. They're the little company that could. They just keep chugging along. And nothing's stopping them. For me, I think that Impact is the one company out of, you know, the major ones. So let's say the major ones are WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, AAA, Impact. Let's say those are the major companies we have, right? They... And by the I mean Impact would benefit the most from it. Because you get way more creative freedom in Impact Wrestling. Let's point to the Honor No More storyline and stable. So, the Honor No More stable consisted of the Kingdom. The team of Vincent and I guess it was just Vincent, actually. I'm sorry, the Righteous with Vincent, the Kingdom, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, Mary Canellis, PCO, Kenny King, and then Eddie Edwards, who turned on Impact. I, I. Enjoy the Honor No More stable storyline so much because it was a way to get eyeballs back on Ring of Honor after we heard about Tony Khan buying Ring of Honor. And Matt Taven, former Ring of Honor champion, Mike Ben and Marie Canellas, people that have been integral to the history of Ring of Honor. PCO, former Ring of Honor champion, Kenny King, Vincent. Vincent, another person integral to Ring of Honor. And this is how you truly do a... This is how you do a storyline that involves an evasion because they came to impact and they wrecked havoc. So after ring of honor went on its hiatus with final after final battle, everybody got released and the company would be reimagined and it'd be fan focused and at hard to kill Eddie Edwards, rich Swan, Willie Mack, Heath, the rhino were attacked by honor no more. And it just, it just snowballed into that. And they were causing damage and they were winning championships and they were taking out everybody. And they had a whole honor no more versus impact um, storyline. And it just worked. They had, they had the whole match. And it just, it just worked. And if you look at that, if you look at those people now, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, Maria, Vincent are all in AEW now. PCO, Kenny King, and Eddie Edwards are still an impact. But it worked and it helped elevate those people. So the forbidden door worked in that instance. Now, I will admit that the women really haven't been so lucky because really the only two women that truly got to benefit from the forbidden door at the time impact was really, really employing it 
was, to a lesser extent, Deanna Peraza, because he was the AAA Reina de Reina champion. Um, but number one was Ty Valkyrie, who made her bones in Mexico. Who was she? Was just she just performed at another AAA event? Because AAA and AEW are finally back on good terms. But the woman really, really haven't been so lucky. So when Kenny Omega was doing his hunter, his uh, his uh, belt hunter collector gimmick, right? That's great. Kenny King goes to AEW, but Gummy I mean, goes to Impact. But nothing with the women, Jordan Grace and Mickey James, who are on just collective roles at that point. You couldn't bring them over to AEW. You couldn't help elevate uh, those respective divisions. Because I'll tell you right now that AEW Women's Division could have really, really benefited from a collaboration with the Impact Knockouts. Because don't let anybody tell you any differently when it comes to the true women's revolution in professional wrestling. It starts and ends with the Impact Knockouts division. It starts and ends there. And yes, you know, Impact got thrown a bone with Mickey James in the Royal Rumble, which I, again, absolutely, absolutely loved. Loved, 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 loved. But I wish we got more. You know what I mean? And we'll, we'll dive into that some more. So, like, tonight we have the uh, Multiverse United show. Multiverse United is, I guess you can, I guess you can call it New Japan and, and Impact's uh, annual crossover show, and it's got a solid, solid card. But again, there's only one women's match on there, and it's a fatal four way, so we couldn't even get two women's matches. If we go to last year's, the first Multiverse United, we had. One woman's match on there. And guess what? It was another fatal four-way. That I'm not, I wasn't really happy with. Of course, we got the multi-man matches. And for me, I, I'll be honest with you. I'll Listen, don't let anybody, uh, listen, I'll be honest with you. Come here, come here, come here. I actually think last year's card is better than this year's card. I think last year's card is awesome but i'm going to enjoy this year's show because i mean i'm there so it's going to be awesome so here we are with the forbidden door and we have now we have multiverse united and it's something that i think impact can use to grow more and more and more and more because we are going to have some really good matches and our main event, Tanahashi's main eventing again. He's taking on Alex Shelley for the Impact World Championship. We got a we got a 12-man tag. We got a women's championship matches. We got some stuff going on. So Impact knows what they're doing. They know how to get you invested and involved. Now, generally, what I actually would love to see with Impact and their true forbidden door. I would love to see more crossover with Ring of Honor. The one thing that kind of hurts Ring of Honor is that they 
they put on good matches every week, but it's always match, 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 match with a little bit with very little story development. And I think just crossing over with Impact once a year would help. Ring of Honor World Champion versus the Impact World Champion, the Ring of Honor Women's Champion versus the the Knockouts Champion, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions versus the Impact Tag Team Champion, and we can get a good card going. You don't even have to make a storyline once. You can make it just a charity event, kind of like uh, Fight for the Fallen. Another thing that I would love for Impact to do, and I've I, I've I've been shouting at this for a long time. Think it's time for the Knockouts Champion Tag Team Championships to be defended in other promotions. The thing that I truly don't like about the Knockouts division is that when it comes to the tag teams, and this is the same thing they're to be issued that they have, is that the champions are almost always teams thrown together and never really true teams. It's rare that the teams come together and end up being good. Like the current Knockouts Champion Tag Team Champions are uh, MK Ultra, Killer Kelly, and Masha Slamovich. Their team came out of them just mutual respect of them beating the hell out of each other. But Ring of Honor has women. They have a tag team right there in the Renegades. You have Sky Blue. You have Willow. You have Athena and Trisha Dora and uh, Billy Starks. That would help. Because the more eyes you can get on them, the better. I would also like to see a crossover with Stardom. Stardom needs just a little bit of help. And for me, the one thing that truly hurts Stardom and their affiliation with New Japan is there are three different women's champions. There's the Stardom champion, there's the IWGP women's champion, and there's the IWGP strong, the New Japan strong women's champion. That's a lot. But then you get the strong division, you know what I mean. Getting more eyes on stardom and getting more eyes on the Joshi would help. Bringing them over would help. And lastly, using Impact to kind of elevate other companies. I would love to see Impact work with MLW. Somehow, someway, MLW is still here. And they're still chugging along and they're still putting on shows. That right there is odd because we know the name impacts and here's what's also crazy is the fact that mlw records their shows in the ecw arena that's where the show is tonight that's where multiverse united is tonight so i i can see impacts working with these folks it wouldn't hurt I can tell you that it it definitely, definitely, definitely wouldn't hurt. But that's the, that's our show. It's a nice abbreviated show. I, I'm sorry, you know, technical difficulties, but I'm 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 still thankful for you all for listening. I really, really do appreciate it. Um, next week we'll have our all in preview. I think we'll make that the filthy casual crossover. Howard's Wrestling Podcast, Filthy Casual, put those two together. Because um, then we got all out in two weeks as well. So check out the socials, Charismatic Creations on Facebook and YouTube, Charismatic underscore Creations 52 on Instagram, the 215 on Twitter, spelled out. 
coffee patreon I greatly greatly appreciate you all and as always you know you know you know Zia Lee, Wendy Chu, Shouty Blackheart, Bailey, Isla Dawn, Willow Nightingale, and Gigi Dolan. Holla at your boy. Peace.